Hello, and welcome to another episode of Brave and Boss, the podcast. On this week's episode, we have a great interview with a entrepreneur who focuses on teaching other entrepreneurs how to step out more confidently online and social media and speaking engagements and TV and presentations and just showing up in your life. So if you struggle with being visible and feeling confident doing so, this one is for you. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the sustainable fashion brand Encircled, business coach, business mentor, podcast host, and proud dog mama. I am excited to be back. And thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast episode. So excited. Just a quick shout out if you love this podcast and if you've got it on subscribe, I'd love a review. So whatever platform you're listening to this on, you can give it a review or a star or a favorite. That would be so, so appreciated. There are so many options for podcasts nowadays. I think there's millions. And of course, I appreciate your time listening to this. And I try to always make it super value-packed. But I want to help more entrepreneurs like you. So giving it a quick review and rating really helps me out. So before I dig into introducing today's guest, I just want to talk a little bit about the episode. So I really wanted to have somebody on to talk about how to stay calm in difficult situations. Personally, I feel like all of us have had a lot of difficult situations in the past years, year or two, given the world situation, whether it's personally or in business. So this is definitely applicable whether you run any kind of business, to be honest. A lot of what my guest is going to talk about applies to just life in general. But I think if you are in business and you know, you're a product-based entrepreneur or a service entrepreneur, everything we're talking about today is really relevant. And the the conversation kind of veers a little bit more into maintaining your composure and dealing with the underlying fears that's driving a lot of the stress that comes about in these uncomfortable and difficult situations. You know, whether it's having to terminate an employee or have a difficult conversation or a contractor that you're not satisfied with or getting a great speaking opportunity or TV or press opportunity, you know, there's a lot of nerves that come along with that. So today's guest is going to teach us how to deal with that, which is amazing. So before I introduce today's guest, I just want to remind you that if you are struggling with Facebook ads right now, like many of us are, to be honest, that platform is a wackadoo. This whole month in 2022, it has been awful. And many of us are just trying to figure out how to navigate and really pivot as quickly as possible. So one thing I suggest focusing on is email marketing. That is an own channel. You own that information. You own that customer list. So work on your email opt-in incentive. If you haven't developed an email opt-in incentive that's driving really high conversion on your email opt-ins, you need to work on that. If you're using that 10% off, please challenge yourself to change your opt-in incentive to something a little bit more valuable. And if you're struggling with email marketing, whether it's how to build an opt-in, how to manage your list, develop a content strategy, what to send where, 
I invite you to check out my email marketing masterclass. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes, but this is my first really full length course. And I launched it a few years ago. We've had many students through it who've seen a lot of success through just being able to come up with a more defined strategy and really start to see revenue coming from their email. Like every time they send a rep email, they're getting more and more revenue. And it's a great way to supplement your Facebook ads or even start to work as a channel better than your Facebook ads, ideally, because in many ways it's free. So we'll leave a link to the email marketing masterclass in the show notes. You can check it out or you can DM me or email me if you have any questions on it. It's a self-study course, but there's lots of save Q&As in there and live coaching that's been done and saved. So you can hopefully get most of your questions answered. All right, so let's move on to the intro for today's guest. I am excited to welcome Megan Hamilton to the podcast. So Megan is a speaking visibility and confidence coach for women and non-binary people. She uses her classical theater training and 25 plus years of performance to build a step-by-step speaking system that not only allows you to deliver incredible speeches, but also provides you with a framework to have difficult conversations, build your confidence, and increase your visibility. Amazing. She uses her shadow work to help you tune into your intuition and discover the root of what contributes to fear. She's the host of the Ubu Pod, which I've actually been on, and she can be found at uboskills.com. We'll leave all those links in the show notes. She's also a musician, has recorded five albums of original music and has toured across Canada from Newfoundland to BC, and she resides currently in Kingston, Ontario. All right, please join me in welcoming Megan to the show. All right. I am super excited to welcome today's guest to the podcast. Please join me in welcoming Megan Hamilton. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Christy. I'm really happy to be here. I am excited to have you on and to chat with you. We're talking today about staying calm in difficult situations, which is (laughs) just something that I feel like is an ever-evolving practice for all of us. Yeah, particularly something we need to embody and embrace in business. But before we dig into that topic and talk about, you know, your processes and things you recommend to people, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to where you are now? So like, where are you from? What did you study and how did you get to what you're doing now? And what is that? Yeah. So it, you know, as with almost anybody, it's a, it's a long and winding road, but I grew up in Mississauga and aside from about 10 months when we lived in West Vancouver in 1989. And I went to Ryerson for theater school. And then I was an actor for a few years and just finally got fed up with that and moved into producing and writing my own plays. So the thing that was that I struggled with was always having to rely on other people's judgments to see if I got work. And so I had decided that if I wrote my own plays, then I would have work. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that for a little while. And all the time that I was doing that in the background, I was learning how to play guitar and writing my own songs. And in order to, and this is all in Toronto. So in order to, you know, keep that momentum, I started this monthly series called My Word that we would do in the Cameron house. And every month, a bunch of different writers in any capacity would come and read their work or play music. And so that forced me, I had a goal of playing two new songs every time we did the My Word. And I wanted to keep music 
you know, just this nice thing that I did that didn't like, didn't rely on anybody else's opinions. I just wanted to do it for myself. And then eventually it got to the point. And at the time I was working in the distillery district, that was when it had first sort of been revamped. And so I was in the middle of all of this wonderful action in the art community. And I realized that music was actually the thing that I wanted to put all of my effort into. So I ditched everything else, much to a few people's chagrin, and started a music career. I recorded my first record. I played around town a lot. I was in other bands. And I did that for a while. And then Toronto sort of changed around 2008, I guess, really. We started to feel, my partner at the time and I, who's now my husband, we started to feel like it just, stuff was changing in a, in a quick way that just wasn't really feeling great. So then we decided to move to Kingston, which is where I live now. And I got a job at Queens. I worked there for 11 years. And during that time, the law students were doing something called moot competitions, which is where they would travel around the world, pretending to be lawyers in courts. And then they would win the competition based on how good of a job they did. And I asked, so who's coaching them for their performance? And they were like, um, nobody. (laughs) I was like, well, isn't that important too? So I thought to myself, okay, I have a classical theater background with extensive training. I've performed across stages across Canada and into the United States with music. I feel like I really want to try to create something like a, like some kind of system to help the students. So I ran it by upper level management and they were like, yes, this sounds great. So then I flew with it and I was working with the students for like seven years. And through that time, I developed this training system, which is what I've got now. And also I've always been somebody who's pretty independent and working for other people. (laughs) I got really tired of it and I got tired of the bureaucracy and I wanted to venture out on my own. So I took a business program, Jenny She's Make It Work Online, and had decided that I would be quitting my job in April of 2020, right? I'd also picked up a job as a, uh, as a professor at the local college. I teach a theater course there. So I was working full-time, then working part-time at the same time, a mom, and I was taking this pretty intense business course. And then the pandemic hit. And I was like, am I actually going to be able to quit my job in the middle of a pandemic? So I decided to put that on hold. And then I was sort of presented with a decision. I could stay at my job, but it was going to change drastically because I was the events coordinator at the law school at that point. And obviously there was no events. And this is before we had really started to get comfortable with Zoom or even thinking about Zoom as an option for certainly visiting speakers or conferences. And I knew that this was a big decision and I had to choose between something comfortable 
and myself. So I chose myself and I left my job and here we are. Wow. That is a winding journey. (laughs) It It really is. If I've ever heard one and I thought I've had like you know, a lot of different things I've been involved in, but, um, (laughs) you've definitely run the gamut and had a lot of different experiences, which is interesting. So tell us a little bit more about like what you're doing now and how like all these experiences that you've had have shaped kind of what you focus on now and what is it that you're teaching people and business owners? Yeah. So I work with people in lots of different ways. I started to do something called shadow work, sort of for myself. I guess I can't say last year anymore, a couple of years ago. And I had picked it up from lots of different places and I kept seeing it everywhere. And it was basically the idea of looking at the dark places inside of you. So behaviors that you have that you don't really like, situations that happened in the past that you're embarrassed about or that you feel ashamed of, certainly trauma and other things that happened to us. But I felt like I really needed to explore some of the behaviors that about myself that I didn't like. And not only that, that I like pretended didn't exist. Right. And the goal was to get to know myself better because even though I was at that point in my mid forties, I'd done lots of therapy, lots of different work. I knew that there was some stuff that I was just hiding from myself and that I really wanted to take a look at. So I started to do that work on my own. And then I was working with a client and she was dealing with some big time fear of giving presentations for her job, which she has to do on the regular And so she was taking beta blockers every single time she had to present in front of people, Mm -hmm. which was again, frequent. And she really didn't want to anymore. So I started to sort of ask her questions because we were trying to figure out like, where does this come from? And I started to go through the sequence of questions that I would often ask myself. And that was stuff I picked up from lots of different places and also developed on my own. And we realized that this ex-boyfriend of hers had told her that she sounded stupid and her voice was irritating. And ever since then, she had been living with this idea that people didn't want to listen to her, like that she sucked basically. But once she realized, oh my God, this is, this is where all of that comes from. Then you could sort of do the work to untangle how you feel about yourself and where it's coming from, right? Because if we refuse to go back to those uncomfortable places, we're never going to be able to get past them. So then I realized, wow, I, I need to start incorporating this work with my clients. And so we do shadow work, but that's definitely not the only kind of work that we do. I work one-on-one with clients I also have a few different group programs. The one that I've got right now, which is called Thriving Visibility, is specifically for business owners. And it's for things like how to feel comfortable making a reel, right? You and I have talked about this before, but mm-hmm. like it, 
we, both of us would have thought like, nobody wants to see a woman in their forties doing a reel. Right. But once you get going with it, it's actually really fun. And you realize people actually do like this. This is, this is a great way of making connections of advertising my brand of helping people find me. And so with this group, we're working through specifically how to show up and be visible and be confident as a small business owner. And the speaking work is this four-part system that is, is a mesh of all of the different things that I've picked up through the years. And we start with standing. So using the principles of Alexander technique to carry your body. Then we go to breathing. And that's breathing to stay calm. And I think that you and I will probably talk about that too, as well as deep breathing to support a strong and resonant voice. And then the third part is speaking. So how to find your resonant voice. And then finally, we focus on reading using a tool called text mapping. So that's when you have to get up and give a presentation. We talk about all the different ways that you can mark up your text so that you can read from a script and not sound like a robot, which is mm-hmm. pretty exciting for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know our, our interview is really shaped around staying calm in difficult situations, but you touched on something that I think is really relevant to our listeners. And it's that fear of being seen and mm-hmm. showing up. And I know from my coaching clients as well, that social media <laughs> is a big trigger for people because Mm -hmm. now the way the platforms have evolved, looking at what works on Instagram right now and TikTok being a priority platform for a lot of brands to get organic reach, like that's not just posting photos of your product hanging in a store. Like these are videos where people are showing up with their faces primarily online, showing off their products or participating in trends and acting out different things. And that in itself is like, you know, if you're already like bashful about social, that is like next level social. This Mm -hmm. is like basically like being like almost like an actor, like some of these people, like the stuff they're doing, I'm like, wow, that's like very impressive. So do you have any tips for people who are sitting there listening to us and thinking I could never do an Instagram reel or a TikTok, I feel so silly or like people will judge me. Cause there's always like, I find a lot of like what you mentioned, the shadow work behind it. There's like something kind of brewing. So how can people like really show up more confidently on social media? Yeah. And that's a great question. I'm all about reels and videos and showing up and talking about your business and being passionate. I like to buy from people that I feel are good people, you know, I have bought coaching packages within seconds just because I know from somebody's Instagram page that there's somebody I want to work with. And so, you know, how do we psych ourselves up to do a reel? Honestly, I think a great place to start is with shadow work. So if you're one of those people who watches reels and gets a little bit cringy about them, and trust me, this was me. ask yourself why is it what they're doing or is it what how you feel about yourself <laughs> if you think to yourself like i would never be able to do that that feels that feels embarrassing or whatever that's where you start so what about it is embarrassing somebody is just 
talking about something that's important to them or like dancing in a way to try and get engagement. Like what about that is cringy or why does that feel weird to you? That's a really good place to start. And second, you know, if you really think reels are irritating and like you don't get it and you really don't want anything to do with it, you don't have to. There's lots of different ways that you can market your business. But I do think that one of the key points of shadow work that I, that is, you know, it's also the most frustrating is the behaviors that you find the most irritating in other people are generally the behaviors that you have yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so taking a look at what makes you afraid of reels is a really good place to start. And the second place is as entrepreneurs, we know that there's this whole lot of inner work that has to happen just to show up and say, yeah, this is my business and I'm the boss of my business. Because we have so many stories that we tell ourselves about what our friends are going to think if they've seen us in a different way all of our lives, what our family's going to think because we have to show up a little bit differently maybe than our dynamic is with our family. And eventually you sort of have to get past that and say, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to have to not care what other people think. And it's the same with getting into video, getting into reels. You know, what's the most important thing here? Is it worrying about what your friends and family are going to think? Or is it stepping into a more visible role, being a strong and confident figurehead for your company and helping clients or customers find you by being your full real self, you know, values aligned and everything so that the people that are going to be your ideal clients or customers are going to find you because you're out there kind of like putting up the bat signal, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that one of the ways to move into that is to think of what do I want this to do for me? And then that can help you get past whatever fear you have of being judged, which is what it usually is. And uh, just try stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know there's like a huge fear of selling that seems to be very prominent amongst female identifying founders. You know, they don't want to come across as like salesy or pushy. That's like a big thing I hear all the time, even from people who work for me. They're like, even as a simple example, like pitching an influencer you know, I have a marketing assistant. She's like, I don't want to come across pushy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> we're not being pushy. We're just asking them a question. So yes, it, again, you're so right that it's like these little things and experiences that we've had, like that example you gave with your client and her boyfriend saying that thing about our voice. Like I remember ages ago when I first started Encircled, somebody, I'm not going to name who it is because if I listen to this podcast, said to me like, wow, they made a comment and I don't think they were saying anything behind it, but they said like, wow, you really promote your business a lot is what they said. And I was like, oh, and I was like, am I that person who's like, like almost like I, my head goes to now I'm an MLM pusher. (laughs) It goes super extreme. Like now I'm Facebooking your high school friends. Hey, (laughs) totally. Yeah. Like I'm like, am I that person? (laughs) And that's where it went to. Cause I have this fear of being perceived like that, obviously. Mm. And that made me pull back. I was like, 
you know what? I'm not going to talk about it as much online and da, da, da. And that one comment, I swear I've been working through it in therapy for like four years. Yeah. It's like, it really messes with your mind. And so it's, it's, it's important. You bring up such a good point. It's important to understand where that fear is really deriving from. And is it a fear of being judged? Is it a fear of not being liked? Is it a fear of coming across a certain way? And really identifying that I think is, is key to moving forward, not just for reels, but for anything that an entrepreneur wants to do, because nothing's more triggering than running your own business. Cause you have to deal with the motions of not only yourself on a daily basis, but also your whole team and your clients and whoever you're serving as well. So, so that's such a great point. So I want to pivot and talk a little bit about when you do run into difficult situations. So let's say, or something that's challenging. So let's say you're asked to do an Instagram live and you're like, maybe a little nervous, or maybe you have a speaking opportunity or you have an opportunity to go on live TV. I know you talked through a couple of things already. Can you go a little bit deeper into some of those steps that you know, an entrepreneur could take to really center themselves and show up confidently in like a situation that would cause a lot of stress. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's, I mean, that's the crux of where most people realize they want to start working with me is something's coming up and they want to do a really good job, but traditionally they have not felt good after they've done presentations. You know, we leave, we might be up all night thinking about how we messed up or that people aren't taking us seriously. We read the room and we think, okay, nobody's listening to me right now. What's going on? And then we get all in our head and we can't really focus. And so that's why I have this four-part system. It's so that you know exactly where to go when things go off the rails, because you can get ready. You can practice as much as possible. And then you get up there and something might throw you and you go right into some kind of spin And the second part of that four-part system is breathing. And I think this is one of the most critical pieces. And it's such an easy tool for most of us that gets overlooked. And so I like to practice something called controlled breathing, which is essentially when you decide when you're going to breathe in and when you're going to breathe out. So your conscious mind takes over the functionality of your breathing. And what happens is when we are practicing controlled breathing, it sends a message to our brain that we're not in danger because your brain doesn't know, your brain will sense danger and it just wants to protect you. So it's going to flood your bloodstream with cortisol and adrenaline, right? The stress hormones to try to get you ramped up to like get out of there. But that's not helpful when we have to stay there. And now our body is buzzing with all of this extra stuff. So controlled breathing tells your brain that you're not in danger. And so your brain will stop pumping your bloodstream with cortisol and adrenaline and allow you to calm down. And so one of the easiest things to do in order to prepare is to, if it's live, like if it's in person, make sure you carve out five minutes before you're supposed to go on so that you can go into a bathroom stall and just practice controlled breathing. And I made this tool. It's on my website. It's www.ubuskills.com slash tools. And it's my logo, but it counts out, breathe in for five, hold for five and breathe out for 10 and it loops. So you just follow along. And even just for two minutes, 
you will see a significant reduction in how stressed you're feeling and how anxious you've been feeling before you have to get up. And the cool thing about that too is the more you practice it, the more your brain starts to recognize, you're training your brain to recognize, okay, I know what we're doing now. Cool, cool. I'm not going to try to get you out of here. I know that we're not in danger. And so I recommend even two minutes a day just to train your brain. We can all put an alarm on our phone and then stop what we're doing for two minutes and practice controlled breathing just so that you're training your brain for those situations where you really need it and you need it quickly. And that's, that is honestly my best tip for staying calm. And it works anywhere. Like you can, you know, I had a job interview for the college that I mentioned earlier that where I'm teaching and I really wanted to do a good job. So while I was in the waiting room, I just pulled out my phone, brought up my animated GIF. People just thought I was on email, but I was practicing controlled breathing. And when it was time to go in, I was ready. One of the biggest things that is so frustrating about being in, you know, stress mode or feeling anxious is that we lose our ability to quickly retrieve memories and thoughts from our brain. And that really sucks when you have to get up and speak in front of people. Mm -hmm. And so practicing the controlled breathing again, gives you access to the parts of your brain that you want to have access to when you're giving a presentation or speaking on a podcast or having a job interview or having to talk to an employee maybe who's not been doing a great job. Like nobody wants to do that, but you know, we have to. And so these are the situations where you can practice this ahead of time to get really centered and focused and quickly let your brain know not to mess things up for you. Mm -hmm. That is such a good technique, even just for like, somebody cuts you off in traffic. I know. Yes. Anything (laughs) happens, like having a fight with your partner, like anything. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like it's, it sounds very similar to something called box breathing, which it's totally box breathing is a form of controlled breathing. Yep. Absolutely. I've learned from my therapist and I know the, they say like the Navy SEALs use it when they're like, doing missions and stuff like that, because it calms their system and they're able to focus. Otherwise, you know, they're dealing with really high, like high anxiety, really high stress, dangerous situations, you know? Yeah. I I can't even. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, box breathing is totally a form of controlled breathing. It's, it's literally anytime you decide when you're going to breathe in and breathe out. Mm -hmm. And what's cool about the text mapping as well is you actually bake controlled breathing into your presentation. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you put breath bars into your presentation so that okay. you are deciding ahead of time when you're going to breathe. And that can really help too. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And, you know, for anybody who hasn't done, you know, some of our listeners may be wanting to do public speaking. Maybe they've never been on TV. You know, sometimes you feel fine. <laughs> sometimes you feel fine until you're actually on there and you're like, mm. oh my God, mm-hmm. what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, I had my first really, truly paid big speaking gig um, during the pandemic. And we had a bunch of tech issues. It was for a QuickBooks conference. And there was like 10,000 people watching. And we had a bunch of like... <laughs> Uh, tech issues as you do in the pandemic when trying to zoom and do all kinds of stuff. And I started panicking and I could feel that it was like Mm -hmm. throwing me off. And 
I wish I had this technique because I was just like, okay, just remember the words, remember the words. Like, you know, I was just like really going into fight or flight mode and you can feel your body shifting. So oh yeah, really appreciate that this is like, this would really like, you really start to lose what you're even presenting about. Like it, it really throws you off. So um, it really does. You're right. Yep. But it, it's such a simple practice, but you know, it is so impactful. And, you know, oftentimes we, we forget to do those simple things that will make such a big difference. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Or we think that it has to be harder than it is, right? Mm-hmm. We feel like, oh, well, I get so anxious. I'm going to have to do, you know, I don't know, like five years of therapy and like a whole bunch of other (laughs) stuff. And it, you know, like certainly, obviously go to therapy. It's the best. Everybody should do it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. But we also have these tools that are available to us that are, they sound too good to be true, but they truly are simple and incredibly effective. Yeah. Well, and also too, I think during these times that we're in right now, like there's, there's naturally for people, not even just business owners, a heightened state of anxiety that we're always kind of in. Mm. There's a lot (laughs) of burnout happening with people, not just entrepreneurs. So even taking 15 minutes and breathing during a day is like such a big benefit to your body for all those reasons that you listed. So, so I love that. So I want to have time to get into some of the hot seat questions. And I think you've delivered so much amazing value here, but Before we jump into those, can we talk a little bit more about like what you're working on and what's next for you you and your brand? Yeah. So I did a bunch of rejigging sort of in the last quarter of 2021. That was my first official full year uh, being in business on my own. And so I've sort of refined everything. So now there's, you can work with me one-on-one and it's a three-month program. We meet every two weeks. And right now, as I mentioned, I've been doing something called um, Thriving Visibility, and that's for business owners. And it's three months as well, but the fourth month is an add-on and it's called Welcome to My TED Talk. So I'm also the speaker advisor for the TEDx at Queens. And so we basically create a TED Talk for you, for your business, and then we work on it. And so I'm hoping to revamp this. This is sort of the pilot, the beta version that we're doing right now. I'm hoping to revamp that later in the year. So certainly look out for that. But my sort of really popular group program, which is the Big Voices Masterclass, will be running again in May. And so we meet once a week throughout the month of May and as a group. And we learn the basics of speaking and there's homework to do and you get a chance to test out some of the stuff that we work on in the course in front of a really supportive group of other people. And so it's a wonderful way to have that, the benefit of being able to do the stuff in front of other people. Because you and I know that you can practice like at home by yourself forever but when you get in front of a group, everything really changes. So this is like a supportive environment for you to be able to, to test stuff out. And then at the end, we sort of have a like a final project where you do a video and we all take a look and give feedback for each other. So that, I think the pre-sale for that with the bonuses is going to be March, 2022. And it runs in May. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely get the links for that if anybody's interested. I'm already like thinking about that. I'm like, oh God, a TED talk. (laughs) (laughs) So triggering. (laughs) I know, but you know what? So 
like what it does is it forces you to think about, well, what am I really passionate about? What's really important to me? And you, you make a 12 minute script and then you don't have to apply to do a TEDx, but you've got all of this content that you've created mm-hmm. that you can make into like a welcome video for your website, or just like record it and cut it up into chunks for Instagram reels or videos. You've got stuff to talk about when you get on coffee chats with folks, or when you go and do, when you get together with other business owners and talk about what you do. So you've got all of this stuff available to you now, and you get to do it in a low stakes environment because you don't have to do the TED talk if you don't want to. (laughs) I feel like I have to do a TED talk at some point in my life. It's just, that would be like, for me, like master trigger, like small audience, like no slides. Like that is just like, you know, I'm going to have to take your course before I do that Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be good development and that's why it feels scary. So I always tell myself that anytime something feels like unachievable or scary, it's probably something I should do. So totally. Um, I love that. So it sounds okay. That sounds great. So we'll definitely put the links to the, all those in the show notes. So I'm going to pick a few hot seat questions for us to jump on through. And these are just one or two word answers. Just the first thing that comes to your mind. What's one non-negotiable step in your morning routine? Tarot cards and journaling. Ooh, love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite business book that you've ever read? The Alchemist. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I use it for business inspiration. Oh, cool. I've actually mm-hmm. never finished that book. So really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I started it. I never finished it. So I, I need to, I have a couple of those like books. The other one is the power of now. I never finished that one either. So okay. there's a couple that I've got on my bookshelf ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a pile on mine yeah. too. Yeah. What's your favorite for fun podcast that you listen to? I love the witch wave with Pam Grossman. It is so great. She has such fabulous guests. Amazing. I don't know that one. Um, We'll Mm, definitely have to check that out. What's your favorite business podcast that you listen to? Well, aside from this one, I love, (laughs) I love joyful marketing with Simone soul. I don't know if you know her, but she's such a dynamo. She just built her coaching practice into a $2 million business, which is something. And I also love sell it sister with Erica Tebbins. Mm, she just has these fabulous, rebellious business tips for folks who don't want to, you know, travel the traditional routes. Amazing. So Mm -hmm. one last question, if you could wear one outfit on repeat for the rest of your life, what would that outfit be? Okay. I'm going to tell you what I covet. And I think I've told you this in uh, Instagram DMS before I'm in love and I'm not just saying this to butter your bun right now. I'm in love <laughs> with the comfy shirt dress, the one in plum purple. Yeah. Like, I can say that I think about it once, once a week. And it's on my list of like things to get when I cross certain, certain marks in my business. Lovely. So that I could imagine wearing a lot. And then I have been wearing almost every day this <laughs> this black because I love black. It's they're like waffle pants and like a a really comfy sweatshirt by a local brand called pure balanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And it's warm. It's comfy. I look good in it and I literally do wear it every day. 
Amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love a good outfit repeating situation. (laughs) Me too. Yes. It makes it easy to figure out what to wear too. Yeah. One less decision in our days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So before we wrap up, can you just briefly tell people where they can find you online? What's your website, your Instagram, all that good stuff. Yeah. So my website is www.ubuthelettersskills.com. So ubuskills.com. And I'm most active on social on Instagram. And so it's instagram.com slash UBU skills. And I'm on all the other socials as well. And everything is UBU skills. Love that you've got a consistent handle across all platforms. Bravo. <laughs> it's <laughs> helpful. <laughs> no, I know. And I, and I have music accounts that are, you know, very jumbled and have lots of different handles, but for UBU skills, I, I, uh, I started off on the right foot because I knew what I was doing by that point. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. All right. Well, thanks Megan for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, um, I'm sure the listeners have lots of great takeaways of how to stay calm and in, in challenging situations from this and check out Megan on her Instagram and she's got some great reels. She's really out there with her reels. I love it. I love the confidence. <laughs> it gives me a good laugh too, as well. So, um, oh, check her it. out and, um, we'll stay in touch. Thanks, Thanks Christy. for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com where you can find all the show notes, free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.